Welcome to DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed. Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Friday. It's casual Friday. Uh, I, I wasn't here yesterday. Yesterday it snowed here. It snowed here. I had to go out. I had to go to the doctor, whatever. But we're back here on Friday, joined by the people in the YouTube chat, as usual. Suki Singh, Monst- Monster 01, Card Fan. Good morning. Hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. And it's it's week 18 in the NFL. So even though it's Friday, we still pretty much don't have any clue what the hell's going on, right? Because we got a lot of teams that have nothing to play for or teams that got or teams that have something to play for, but still have players that are out injured or on the COVID list. Uh, so we're still trying to figure out uh Who's going to play? How much they're going to play? Uh, we, we see that that like this, we can tell s- somewhat from the team totals. Like for instance, Cincinnati, like Burrow's not going to play, Mixon's not going to play. So their team total, the team totals should give a little bit more of a sense of like who, how, how many, how many of the the, the regulars are going to play. Like even like Green Bay, they really have nothing to play for. So against like you, you wouldn't normally see Green Bay and Detroit only being a three and a half points right because Detroit's horrible. So that, that gives an inclination that maybe Devontae Adams, maybe he doesn't play at all. Maybe he plays only a handful of snaps. So we're still, we're still trying to figure that stuff out. So, so the projections will be so much more, more, more accurate, right? Come, uh, come Saturday night, Sunday morning, we may get, we may get some surprise inactives even Sunday morning uh, for this week, 18 slate compared to all other slates of the year. Uh, if you're playing GPP, this this is the this is the slate that it's most it's most uh, optimal op, if you want to call it optimal most profitable to play contrarian. Okay, I consider uh, the the best slates of the year for contrarian players in GPPs is week one, week two, and week eighteen or whatever the last week. Right, it used to be week seventeen. Okay, now we, it, you do it you do it for the 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 very same reason you do it weeks one and two. You want contrarian GPP players want to take advantage of the overconfidence in the field. Okay. People that, that, that think that things are much more certain than they are. Now week one seems obvious. Like all we have is like preseason to go by. So much of the field is making determinations on how the, these teams are going to play. Who's a good defense. Who's not a good defense uh, coming from preseason and last and last year. But a lot, a lot of personnel changes happen, and you're not exactly sure. So week one, there's also a lot of pricing inefficiencies. And to take advantage of, oh, 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 oh you got to play this guy at 6,200. He's a lock, right? Are you, that exact, are you that sure going into week one? So like week one, it's beneficial in GPPs to play contrarian. Week two, you get the reverse of that, right? I love, my favorite week is week two. Week two is that, everyone overreacts to the week one, one week sample size, right? It's like, okay, we don't know that much during preseason. We think we do. Then week one happens. Half the stuff that happens is unexpected. And then for week two, we go, well, all the, the stuff that was unexpected, that's going to happen again. So you take advantage of everyone's one week sample bias in week two. Okay. So that that's the whole concept of GPP is to take advantage of the field's overconfidence in things. Where what they what they're confident in is is still is the most probable, but they're, they're they think the probability is even more than what it really should be. Week eighteen, 
we're going to get the same exact thing. Oh, this guy's out. Deontay Johnson is out for the Steelers. Uh, Chase Claypool, he's going to get all the work, right? Even though he's kind of been on the outs uh, for, the, for the past couple of weeks. So, but maybe it ends up being James Washington. Maybe it ends up being Ray Ray McLeod, right? So people got to take away Deontay Johnson's target share and start giving it to other people and go, well, it just goes down the line. Well, who says it does go down the line, right? So if Chase Claypool ends up being popular, play another Steelers wide receiver. We may have like uh, Justin Jefferson, maybe popular, 8,100. Thielen not playing. Uh, Minnesota versus Chicago with a, with a decent team total, right? We may have we may have Cook and Jefferson being fairly chalky, right? How do we get away from that? Or let's let's take a look at at running back, right? We may have a whole bunch of running backs that may be popular, right? Jonathan Taylor. So maybe maybe now it's the time to play Michael Pittman or T. Y. Hilton, uh, Devin Singletary, six K against Buffalo. Maybe 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 it's a uh, Gabe Davis that you play instead, right? You could look all the way down the line. Like you, you don't know how these teams are going to necessarily play during week, week 18. Players are going to be in, players are going to be out. We're going to, what, what's, what's going to happen on, on Saturday, Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, we can get word. So-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so is going to sit for X team. And it's like all their starters are out. And then you're just going to have to like pre- kind of predict, kind of guess on how, how the running backs and wide receivers are going to work for that team, right? And we see this, we see this every year. I remember, I remember one year, was it last year, the year before, where uh, the Buffalo sat a bunch of their receivers, right? So it's like everyone went to like Robert Foster. Like, oh, he's wide receiver one. And it turned out Duke Williams. They went like seven for 120 or something. And Robert Foster did nothing, right? But it's like, yeah. According to the depth chart, Robert Foster should have been like the wide receiver one, but it's like, why couldn't Duke Williams be the wide receiver one? Why couldn't he? So like Robert Foster ends up being 18% owned. Duke Williams ends up being 2% owned. And there you go with the arbitrage. So those are the types of situations you should be looking out for this week. And we see with, uh, for instance, like the, the Packers, like we get word that like they're going to sit like their receivers, right? If it's going to be like, oh, we're going to sit Adams, Lazard, and, and Valdez Scantling. People may go, it's like, oh, it's a, it's equinemius St. Brown season, right? They use the SZN, just for ironically, I guess. It's an equinemius St. Brown season, and maybe it's Juwan Winfrey season. Maybe it's Amari Rogers, but it makes what makes equinemius St. Brown so much so much better, right? And, oh, well, he has more, more, uh, more experience with Aaron Rodgers. Does that mean anything? And they're all 3K. So it's like if he ends up being 10% owned, it could be that Amari Rogers is 1% owned. And you do that instead. I'm, I'm just, I'm pointing out a possible situation. They said all of their guys. But what happens if Adam sits? It's like, I got to play Alan Lazard. Like, do you? Maybe everyone goes to Alan Lazard and it turns out Equinemius St. Brown is the one to play. Like, don't, don't get, uh, don't get wrapped up in like, like, What's the most probable? Because these situations are going to be are, are going to be quite quite fragile. We're not going to know. Are there any other situations do we have on the slate that are like that? I mean, does Washington have anything to play for? No. Is Antonio Gibson going to play? I don't know. He's probable. Okay, that that what an awful game that's going to be. Washington versus New York, the Giants. 
How, how about Tampa Bay? Oh, how about the, the running back situation for Tampa Bay? Ronald Jones is out? Or just Tampa Bay in general? If we take a look at Tampa Bay here, right? Because we have Godwin out. We got Antonio Brown is, is left the, you know, he's, he's one flew over the cuckoo's nest. So what is it going to be? Oh, well, Silver Grayson had a good game last game, but who says? Maybe it's Tyler Johnson. If, uh, if uh, Ronald Jones is out, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to play Keyshawn Vaughn. Well, who says it's not Le'Veon Bell? Oh, I'm going to play Mike Evans, who says it's not Rob Gronkowski. Maybe they play two tight end sets, and maybe Cameron Rake gets more work. You don't know. Rashad Perriman at 5K. Scotty Miller. You don't, you don't know how these guys... You don't know. You, you don't know. People are going to make assumptions and uh, may not necessarily be true. So a 20% on Deshaun Vaughn maybe maybe something to fade. People are too confident in a situation that we don't have that much sample size for. So our current projections here in Green Iron IQ uh, as of what, last night, yesterday or something like that. I mean, these things are going to change. But as of right now, Looks like I'm going to play. Uh, there's a bunch of running backs to play. Is it a th- more of a three running back slate than a wide receiver slate? I think you, I think before Sunday we'll be able to find more wide receiver value than running back value. That's what I think. So I think the running backs are are fairly set. Right. So Majay Pirine. It's like, do you want to play? A, he's going to still have a timeshare with the Bengals, and the the Bengals have a 16 point in play total against the Browns who have nothing to play for, who run the ball also a lot. So is that something you wonder, oh, well, he's still again. Well, he's 5,300. It's not like he's not like he's that cheap. How much is Cam Akers going to cut into Sonny Michelle's workload? I don't expect it to be that much, but is it enough so that at 6K is he worth playing? We don't know. But a wide receiver, I could see, you know, some of these guys just get ruled out, just like inactive. Looking here, I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe Justin Jefferson doesn't even play. Do the Vikings have to win? We got DJ Moore again, Chase Claypool, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf, obviously Cooper Cup, ninety-seven hundred. Can you afford to pay up for him? Who knows? But this would be this would be the slate if you if you if everyone's kind of kind of gravitating toward towards certain players. This is the most fragile, one of the one of the most fragile slates of the entire year. So if you're playing large field GPPs, be more inclined to like be, have a less on lineup. Nothing's for sure. Okay, so let's let's run through some lineups. I'm going to run a hundred lineups as our based on our grid R and IQ projections as of now. So just one unique. We're going to get max exposure on quarterbacks to. Let's see what the top ones are. 10%. All right, we don't have to limit anything. We're just going to do everything, everything open. 49.5, that's fine. Uh, let's see. And then let's see what the stacks look like. We're not going to use running backs in the stacks. We're just going to use wide receivers and tight ends. And 100% of the lineups. And let's, let's, let's see what, like, Game stacks and team stacks going to show up based on our current projections. Now, I can kind of guess this. 
right? We could always look at like RGV, the salary adjusted value. I'm assuming Minnesota, Chicago, maybe, maybe, maybe a bunch of it, right? Take a look at quarterback. Quarterback's not going to matter that much. No, not that much. Running back. I, mean, I think we could get a bunch of, I think, yeah, Colts. I mean, we may get some Trevor Lawrence, Marvin Jones, plus Jonathan Taylor lineups. I think we're going to get uh, Cousins, Cousins, Jefferson, Montgomery, or possibly who's going to start for the, who's starting for the Bears now? Because Fields is on the, on the COVID list, right? Who the hell's starting for the Bears? Is Dalton back? Yeah, Dalton's back. So I think we're going to get Dalton, Mooney, Cook type lineups that come up high. Because all I'm doing is looking at like what games have, the most amount of players that are like higher, higher salary adjusted plus minus, right? So you just look here and you go, what players fit in the same games? There you go, Houston, because I see Chicago, Minnesota, Chicago, Minnesota, Chicago, Minnesota. Seattle, Arizona. I don't see anyone from Arizona. Maybe, maybe. And that's why you could predict that Ertz, maybe. I guess you get Wilson receiver plus Ertz. Something like that. But I think Chicago, Minnesota is going to be the, based on our current projections, I think that's going to be the highest. No, the quarterbacks don't have that much of a drastic difference based on price. That's going to make that much of a difference. The Buffalo receivers don't project that well. Arizona, maybe get Murray, Ertz. Maybe, okay, maybe we see Kyler Murray Murray plus Ertz plus someone uh, with uh, with like Rashad Penny or uh, DK Metcalf as a run back, like something like that. I could see that. It's Kyler Murray's plus 2.79 salary adjusted value in our current projections. So we'll see. That's why you run lineups. You run lineups and you take a look. Kevin McCarthy used his thumby thumb. Yeah, use all the thummy thumbs you want. Give me those thummy thumbs. I'm watching Twitter. I still got news coming in. Jameson Crowder will practice today. Does that matter? I don't think so. Okay, we're almost there. I'm, 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 I'm predicting Minnesota, Chicago is the is, I mean, maybe not by that that much. Okay. Okay, so we get Kyler Murray. Okay, so here we go. Kyler Murray, 138.59. Murray, Wesley, Ertz, and uh, Rashad Penny as the run back, as a three plus one, right? That makes sense. 4,100 for Wesley. It apparently seems to catch every touchdown. And that's the highest total game on the slate, 48. We have a lot of low totals. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Then we go to Russell Wilson. It's on the other side of the game. So Wilson, Lockett, Everett, Ertz. Double tight end, I guess. But here's what, here's one, right. Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf, Ertz. Right, top lineup is 136.79. Right, there's 138.59 for Kyle Murray. Stafford, 135.98. Stafford, Van Jefferson, Higby. So no cup. And then you run it back with uh, with where? With Eli Mitchell. 
OBJ Higby. These lineups don't have cup in it. Do any of these, any of the top lineups have cup in it? Is 9,700 makes it tough. No, doesn't look like it. That would be interesting, right? To play Stafford stack without cup. Mac Jones, 135.82. Jones, Myers, Henry. New England at Miami. And then Jalen Waddell as the run back. Not a big fan of that game. I think New England will run the ball a lot. But you never know. Then we get Kirk Cousins. Okay, so here we go. Chicago, right? We get Cousins and Dalton. 135.79 for Cousins. 135.75 for, for Andy Dalton. So this Cousins lineup would be Cousins, Jefferson, Conklin with David Montgomery. So the run, I'm gonna, and I'm assuming the Dalton lineup is going to be Dalton, Dalton, Mooney, Komet, something like that with, uh, with Cook as the run back. Or maybe Jefferson also. Right, so here we go. Dal- Dalton, Mooney, Komet, Jefferson. And here's one with Cook. Right, so we're looking at the difference between two lines. It's the same projection. This one's slightly lower owned based on our ownership. Of course, Dalton's not going to be 0% though. The ownership has not been updated since that news. Do you think people are going to be playing Andy Dalton? No, I don't think so. Am I willing to take a shot? Maybe I am. But look at Kirk Cousins. I'm not sure if people are going to be playing that stack at all. And that, that game is being played indoors, right? Chicago at Minnesota. Yeah, okay. So why not? Especially when it's so cold outside. And we got Tua to play the other side of the game. Yeah, I guess this Miami-New England game does, doesn't project that badly. Parker's cheap. Waddles, well, 6,300 ain't bad. New England's a pain in the ass. That's the problem. Hunter Henry at 4,000. I guess he's playable. You play Tua, Parker, Waddle, Henry. Okay, did. If you'd have told me beforehand, I would have said, I don't know, I'm not sure about that. But looking at the numbers, I guess it makes sense. Tom Brady, right? Brady, Grayson, Gronk, and then DJ Moore. So Grayson, 4,400. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys in that range. A lot of guys in the mid-threes, the 3,000 to 4,500 range. You have a lot of options. Marvin Jones, like we go to go to Jacksonville. Right, Trevor Lawrence, I said before, 134.71. Lawrence Austin Jones Jr. Jonathan Taylor is the right back. You're going to have a lot of options. We're going to see some of these guys rolled out. We're going to see this guy's not going to play. Or going to be on a snap count. It's going to be one of those things. They're going to be monitoring this. Play the first half, you know, that type of thing. Or, or that's going to happen and no one's going to mention it. Right, you're gonna, it's going to be the second half. You're going to be like, "Where's this guy? How come this guy's not in?" It's like, "Oh, he was only going to play the first half," and like, no one, no, the coaches never told anyone. No beat reporters ever asked about it, and it just ah, it happens. Just you throw up your hands and you go. Ah. That's why I want to kind of stay away from where the ownership's going to be. If Marvin Jones is going to be thirteen percent owned. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's Lavisca. Maybe it's a Lavisca day. It's almost never a LaVisca day, but it could be. So just running lineups. You could do this with uh, lineup HQ. This is what you should be doing. To me, this is what I consider research. 
right? All the football stuff is taken care of for me already. So if you want to sign up for Roto Grinders Premium, if you just want to sign up for a month just for NFL, feel free to do so. Click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month. Bang the drum in and chat. Blender, you on Grinders Live tonight? No. Grinders Live for what? NBA? I don't, I don't understand how people play NBA. NBA DFS, I, 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 I don't know. I'd rather bang my head against the wall. I, I'll play NBA once we get back to normalcy. Normalcy in NBA DFS was 14 people on the injury report and, we're not, and, and, and 17 minutes before lock, something major happens. That's normal NBA DFS. Now, now there's 74 people on the injury report. Half of the teams have players that they signed off the street. The starting line, people, they have nine-man rotations and six of the guys you never heard of before last week. And then even then, uh, there's like 17 things that happened before lock. Like, I, 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 don't, know. I don't know how you do it. I, I don't know. Well, we'll find out next week. I don't even know what's going on. I, 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 if I, if I were to turn to end, let, let me look at the NBA projections. I guarantee you there's going to be people on this. I've not played NBA DFS for a little over two months. I did in the beginning and then it got ridiculous. But I guarantee I'm going to go over to this NBA tab and I'm going to see people projected that I've never heard of before, right? That I've just literally never heard of before. Okay, let's go to the RGB. Okay, okay, Jordan Clarkson apparently. <laughs> look at these look at these values. Look at that. I mean, this is the what kind of slate is this? Like based on our current projections in NBA, it's like one, two, three, four, five, like five or six players are on a normal slate where you just lock into all your lines. Apparently, everyone from the Jazz are, is, is gone. Did the Jazz die? What happened to the Jazz? Just look, you got Clarkson, Gay, Whiteside, all on Utah, and all projected for God knows how many points. And Anthony Simons apparently is now 6,200. What's going on with Portland? Are they all dead too? Jalen Brunson, 7,000. Obviously, of course, right? Why wouldn't Jalen Brunson be 7,000, right? I'm used to him being 3,500. Bryn Forbes apparently is, is a value today. Let's see what other what other what other players look completely out of place with their salaries from not paying attention the entire year. Right, for the most part. Everything kind of looked normal. I see SGA is 8,700 and probably never makes value. Right. That typically happens. Yeah, but imagine playing this. I mean, the food. What would the optimal look like in, in NBA? You're going to see all the jazz players, right? Right. Harden, Clarkson, Walker, O'Neal, Whiteside, Simons, Gay, Jokic. Can you even fit the, Can you even fit all these guys in? So you're, you're getting all of these. Who are you not getting? You're getting Whiteside. So you're not getting Durant. Obviously, for positional work, that's because of position. You have to go right because the guard positions fill up more, and Harden actually projects better than Durant against against Milwaukee. What a crap show! And all of this can change. I'm look whatever I'm looking at right now. You can might as well throw out the door. Who we later today, four hours from now, we get the word that three three of the Jazz players are back. So you have to throw these guys out again, and then you get word that someone at the Giannis is sitting. 
or someone else said that another team has 700 players with COVID or something. Well, we're going we're to tackle it next week. <laughs> I'm just going to rely on the projections team, rely on our, one of the top projections in the industry. This is the reason why I'm not playing. Like every day is this crap. Where I could look at it right now and go, what's the even point in looking at it? Does any of this matter until like five minutes before lock? No. At least it's not like, like where there's not creative players here. I've seen some lineups on Twitter. That, 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 here's the starting lineup. Here, Trent Forrest. Who the hell is Trent Forrest? Why, why is he here? Trent Forrest. It seems like everyone's kind of coming back. I, I mean, I've seen winning lineups that have players that like, this guy thought that guy was retired, right? Guys like that. So are, are we getting are we getting more healthy? Is the league getting healthier now? I hope so. Card fan said Utah didn't want to take their stars into Canada. Oh, because of the call, because then they're not going to be able to get back in the country or whatever. Uh, well, we'll see about NBA next week. But NFL. Well, NFL this week is, is kind of similar, but at least they're not signing guys off the practice squad, half the teams. Trey, while we're in NBA, can you give a quicker overview of true range and how it's useful? True range randomness. Okay, let's let's uh, let's bring out where can I find this article? Uh, Roto Grinders, Roto Grinders, NBA projections. Uh, what if uh, explained? What is it called? Foundational knowledge. Just to bring up. Yes. Okay. There you go. Right. Beautiful. Okay. The difference between regular randomness and true range randomness. Regular randomness is linear. Okay. Okay, let's let's go to the standard deviation chart. Okay. Can we bring up a linear chart? Can we bring up a linear or any type of no? I just want a form of a straight line. Okay, we don't really, I guess we don't have to bring up a chart. Okay, the difference is, okay, uh, let's take Hassan Whiteside. He's a 30-point projection. We'll just say, don't, don't worry about 30.38, okay? He's a 30-point projection. 10% randomness means it's going to add linearly on both sides of his projection 10%. So what's 10% of 30? Three. So that means 27, 30 minus three is 27. 30 plus three is 33. That would be a 10% range of outcomes. 10% plus, 10% minus. So any, every time a lineup gets spit out, if you want 150 lineups, any, every time the lineup builder goes through a run of making one lineup after the next lineup, after the next lineup, it's going to randomly choose a number between 27 and 33 as the Hassan Whiteside projection, okay? Let's say you have 
randomness at 5%. So what's 5% of 30? One and a half. So that means 28 and a half to 31 and a half. Let's say, let's say you have randomness at 50%. What's 50% of 30? 15. So it's going to go, Hassan Whiteside's projection is going to be anywhere from 15 to 45. Okay. Now that's a very, that's a very wide range. It's extremely, when you, when you put it randomness at 50%, you're almost kind of, you're almost getting rid of the projections at that point. So that's what it's doing linearly, right? It's putting what's the 10% one way, 10% of other way of whatever this median number is. If you do true, the true range, we're using the actual range, this, this standard deviation curve. Right? This is what a projection really looks like. Right? The number that you see in that in that FPTS column is the median, the 50th percentile. The number that you're seeing in the floor and the ceiling are one standard deviation above and below on that player's range of outcomes. So for Hassan Whiteside, this floor, his Minus one standard deviation is 13. His plus one standard deviation is 51. So if you put on true range randomness of 10%, it's going to do, instead of it being linear, it's going to go 10% on whatever, whatever the number is on this curve. And players don't have normal distributions. They're close to normal distributions, but they're not exact normal distributions. So if you set true range randomness for 10%, Hassan Whiteside linearly under the regular randomness would go from 27 to 33. Okay, for the regular randomness, 10% linear. What's 10% of 30? Three points. What's 30 minus three? 27. What's 30 plus three? 33. It's not caring. It doesn't know. It's not looking at the floor, the ceiling, nothing. It's just going, what's this middle number? What's 10% one way? What's 10% the other way? When you do, do true range randomness, it's using the floor and the ceiling to go, what's 10% one way and 10% distance the other way? Maybe 10% one way instead of 27 to 33, it's actually 26.2 to 35.2, right? Maybe it's actually a little bit, the 10% is slightly wider or slightly lopsided to one side or slightly lopsided to the other side by a half a point or a point. Obviously, the lower the randomness you use in true range, like it's not going to make that much of a difference. Like 5% is not going to matter by maybe 0 0.1, 0 0.2, something like that. But you're going to do like 20%. 15, 20%. The range may be a little bit a little bit lopsided or in one way or the other for certain players. So it's going to use the true range from floor to ceiling as opposed to the linear range, which is just whatever that number is, right? You go, you put the true range of outcomes 10%. It's going to be 10% of every player. Jalen Brunson, 40-point projection. It's going to use... 36 to 44. That's it. It's not going to care about the floor of the ceiling. It's not going to care about the true range. Just be what's the middle? 
What's 10% linear this way? What's 10% linear the other way? If I click on true range randomness, then it's going to go 10% of that curve, of this actual curve of the player, which may not be dramatically different from the linear. May not be, it may not be dramatically different. So it's not like some magic button or anything. And because you have to do it globally, it's not like you could set these for specifically for certain players. That would be that would be an addition to lineup H2, which probably is coming down the line. Where instead of setting this true range random out, you know, randomness globally, you'd be able to set it per player you'd be like well i don't mind using the hard median for these players but for nikola Jokic, i want you know 10 percent up and down right five percent up or down right and you could do it more granular per player if you wanted but that's the that's the difference between regular randomness or regular range of outcomes and true range of outcomes or true random is it going to, should it matter that much? No. If you did it linearly, obviously doing it under the true range is slightly, is, I would consider to be slightly more accurate, right? But your results shouldn't be all that different. The lineups that you should be producing, if you set that for 5% and ran lineups, it shouldn't be that dramatic. From dramatically different. The lineup said, oh, I'm going to build 20 lineups this way, 20 lineups by clicking the box. Probably not going to matter that much. Obviously, the, the larger you put the randomness, then the ranges get a little bit wider. But of course, the more you put randomness on, the more the projections don't matter anymore. Because imagine putting 100% randomness. Then you're basically saying projections, on, I'm going to treat all the players the same. The projection literally doesn't matter. You do 75%, you might as well, you might as well do 100 at that point. Even 50%, like 50%. I don't mind true range of 50% and 25% in one direction, 25% like you might as well never use projections anymore. And it works the same in football. So I mean it's the same, the same thing with football. I mean, you could use true range rent and the floor ceiling. So you take a look at like a Devin Singletary or something like that. I mean, we could even see the difference between players. You could also tell by the smash percentage, which, which players have higher ceilings than others. So let's say we're going to go by position and go by salary just to show a comparison. So like, hey, here, Singletary versus Mitchell. Singletary, you can see here, has a higher, by about three quarters of a point, higher median. But Eli Mitchell has a higher ceiling. Right? So the one standard deviation range for Mitchell is about 7 to 27. For Singletary, it's 6 to 22. which makes him a better Singletary, a better cash play because more, more of his range is in between those two. So if you were to set true range, if you were to set regular randomness of let's just, let's just say 
30%. So what's 30% of 16? About five, right? 4.8, about five. So if you use true range randomness, a 30%, a, a regular randomness of 30%, it'll be 11 to 21. Eli Mitchell, very similarly, right? Phil, what's 30% of 15? It's still about 4.5, you're going to get about this. Once you set randomness to 30% linearly, Singletary and Mitchell don't become essentially almost the same, same, same player. Right, even though one is meeting projected 0.75 more. So if you were to use linear randomness, you'll probably get slightly more Singletary than Mitchell because he does project slightly higher. But it's going to treat those players as kind of the same. Within 30%, you know, 30% range is what, 11 to 21 versus what, 10 and a half to 20.5? Like it's very similar ranges. But Eli Mitchell has a five-point higher ceiling. He is more of his range, more of his high-end range has higher than 22, than Singletary's 22. So let's say you use 30% true randomness. If you use true randomness, you're going to end up getting more Mitchell than Singletary. Why? Well, let's say you do 30%. 30% for Devin Singletary, based on his right here, may actually be, based on the true range, 12 to 18. That fits into 30 percentile of his outcomes. Eli Mitchell may be 11 to 21. A wider range, which means anytime the builder builds, it's going to choose one of those. But Eli Mitchell has between 18 and 21 to also choose from. There are more of those in there. So you may get more Eli Mitchell based on true range randomness because he similar median, but higher ceiling. So I hope you understand that. That's, I mean, that's why, that's why it's in here. So if you don't want to use linear randomness, you want to use true randomness, you're, you're able to. It's using the floors and the ceiling numbers based on those percentages. If you even want to use randomness. Most of the time I don't. If you're building lineups, you're like, I'm getting two similar lineups to each other. Well, you could always add randomness. You could always add unique players. You could add the, these are all, all the stuff on this screen, the build settings is for diversification, not for strategy. There's no, there's no magic buttons. But that works in any sport. Probably works. It probably is better better used. If you're going to use randomness, it's probably better used in basketball. Baseball, it's almost pointless. Which guy's the higher seal? I mean, the, the Rangers in, in baseball games is like, did, did they hit a home run? No. Okay, then they, they zero. Did they, did they hit three home runs? I, I mean, like. To use to use to use ten percent randomness in baseball seems stupid. Okay, so I hope that answered that question. Because what else am I going to answer? We don't even know who's playing in the NFL, NBA. The Jazz are dead, so we don't even know what's going on. 
right? Next week, it's going to, it's going to be a wild ride next week. Trying to go through basketball. No, I'm going to look at some slates and go, I don't, I don't know why this guy was played either. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know how many lineups I'm going to play. Am I going to play 20 lineups? Am I going to play one lineup? Am I going to play cash games? I have no idea. Just play 20 lineups and hope for the best and just hope I make the late swaps or whatever. Maybe I, maybe I play the lower stake stuff. I don't know. Your suggestions. I don't want to play it all. Truthfully, I don't want to play it all. NBA, I want, I, I'm, I, I'm waiting for baseball to come back at this point. Like, football's done. What do I do? It's like, I'll play soccer. I'll play MMA. And I'll wait for baseball. But if I'm going to be on the show every day, I got I to play some NBA, right? I got to play something. How am I going to review slates? I have no idea what the hell happened yesterday. I don't think anyone does anyway. Even if you did play, you're like, I don't know what happened. I don't know why this guy was in there. I don't know, this 1% owned guy just had played 38 minutes and went off. I don't no idea. Guy up the street, no clue. But I'll be here. I'll be here for you guys. Uh, we're having some, uh, some upgrades for results DB that should be showing up next week. Uh, so you should uh, look forward to that. I'll be coming out with a video next week uh, showing off uh, the features, uh, upgra- upgrades to, to results DB. Obviously, you'll see this on you'll see results to be on the show all the time as as usual anyway. But I think uh, you'll you'll be interested in some of the upgrades, some of the new features. Got some new features in lineup HQ that are coming out soon, also. So that'll be cool to go over. And uh, and yeah, and as always, all these types of explanations, like what I explained about the randomness type of type of thing, is that type of stuff is in the theory of daily fantasy. 15-hour audio DFS masterclass. Me and James McCool. It's like a seminar. You could get everything you could ever need that's in here through watching all of these DFS pregame shows. If you want to go back and watch 500 hours worth of DFS pregame shows, trust me, I've covered everything in here multiple times. But if you want it all in one place, in one nice structured education, you don't get bits and pieces and go around, so just go to theoryofdfs.com. How to think like a professional DFS player. And explain stuff like that, like that, the whole, the whole uh, distribution curves, that, that's explained. That, I mean, we, we cover that in player selection, right? Two and a half hours of explaining exactly what the statistics of how to project players in, in sports are. And this, this applies to any sport. So you don't have to be playing football or baseball or basketball. That's, that's why you see like good DFS players tend to be good in every sport. I hate the NBA, yet it, I, I, it's my most profitable sport. So go check that out. Uh, another thing, I do uh, private coaching. Private, if you want to call it private. Private group coaching. Uh, about once a week as part of the Blenders Game Theory channel in our Roto-Grinders Discord. Now, that's only available for premium members. So you have to sign up for any premium membership. It could be single sport, it could be combo, whatever. As long as it's premium, as long as you're paying something to Roto-Grinders, you get access to that channel. And uh, it's a channel just dedicated to DFS strategy and game theory. So it's not slate related. We don't talk about specific slates. And as part of that channel, you get access to private group coaching calls that I do about once a week over Zoom. And the link gets posted in that channel. And we typically get anywhere from 20 to 60 people in there. And you sign up on a little form if you want to talk. 
and it's I'll I answer and talk through whatever you want to talk through. We do screen sharing in there, and uh, and yeah, so it's like it's your own little private coaching session. Of course, you have you have you know your your classmates also viewing it at the same time. So, so a lot of people show up and they they don't have any questions. They just want to watch. They just want to listen. That's perfectly fine. But it, if it's a resource for you to just sign up. So the next the next one is tomorrow at uh, three o'clock. Three o'clock east. They move around. It's not one day. I move it because some people aren't available on weekdays. Some are available only on weekend nights and some on afternoons. So it moves around week to week just so I can hit as many time zones and time periods that I can. Uh, and that, that and the calls are not recorded. So you can't watch them later. Because if you're going to share, people are going to share their own personal, because people share their own rotor tracker stuff. I mean, it's treat it like a private coaching call. So I don't want people like, oh, I don't, I don't want the, I don't want this to be on the record. I don't want other people to, you know, look me up later or whatever. So it's like kind of like kind of like Snapchat type of thing, right? You do a session for an hour and a half, and whatever happened there, gone. Whatever happens in Zoom stays in Zoom. So if you want to sign up for uh, for Roto Grinders Premium, just join the uh, Blenders Game Theory channel, and uh, you could sign up for alerts in that channel also. I'll always send out an alert. Uh, twice a week, right? One saying, oh, our next, our next call is this time. And then right the five minutes before the call, I send out an alert saying, starting in five minutes, here's the, here's the, here's the link to the, to the Zoom chat and everything. And then we, then we do it. So take, take advantage of that. So if you want further explanations, if you're listening on the podcast feed, hi, podcast feed people that aren't here live. And you're like, oh, I would love to ask, ask you questions. I answer questions from the YouTube chat, but some people can't make it at 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern. So it's like, oh, that's that's what that's what the Zoom calls are for. So that's what the Discord is for. So feel free to post any question you want in that channel, and I answer. So a lot, a lot more of the 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 benefits you get from a Roto Grinders Premium membership. And Shannon Lambert says Blender OnlyFans. No, this is the theory of daily fantasy sports is by OnlyFans, right? What am I going to post on OnlyFans? You want some nudes? Is that is that, that going to make me more money? I don't mind if I could charge more, if I could include an upgrade to the theory of daily fantasy sports, which includes penis pictures from me. I, 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 I know I've, I'm not embarrassed to do it. It'll be a premium. It'll have to be a big upgrade, right? You're only about a thousand bucks. I don't mind. I don't mind selling penis pictures for a thousand bucks a pop. That's no problem. I don't even care if I sell it once for a thousand bucks. And again, and then people disseminate it themselves. That's fine. Why, why would people want that? I have no idea, but, but the, this, this is my version of OnlyFans, right? The Blenders Game Theory channel, the theory of daily fantasy sports course, and, uh, and we'll see what's going on for uh, NFL on Sunday, but we'll re- be re-reviewing it as, as I always do on Mondays. As James will still be on on Mondays, and then we'll try to figure out basketball until baseball season on the other days of the week because we're, we're, back, we're back to our regular schedule. Uh, I do have some days off. I have some trips planned later in the month so there'll be periodic days off here and there but we're on a we're on we're back on a full-time schedule because regular season nfl is over so uh, so you could always check check out the show as always give me those uh thumbs ups on your way out the door hit the subscribe button if you're new here hit the notification bell to know when we go live we got grinders live later today not with me but grinders live for nba we got a whole bunch of uh, nfl content uh for week 18 and uh, and I'll I'll see you back again on Monday answering your DFS strategy questions as always
on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.